The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. With arthritis or joint pains, may notice that their symptoms worsen, uh, perhaps because they spend a lot more time on their feet, be it shopping or socialising or preparing for uh, the big day and all the other days around it. So, to talk about how to manage joint pain over Christmas is Professor Gay Canan, consultant rheumatologist at St James Hospital in Dublin. Gay, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Pat. Is it uh, something that you and your colleagues? would recognise that Christmas is a a bad time for joint pain. It is a very difficult time. I suppose it's a very busy time for everybody, isn't it? So people are more likely to be on their feet. They're more likely to be in town or uh, doing shopping, more likely to be planning big parties and food. So with any chronic disease, arthritis or others, it's really important to pace yourself and to recognise that your energy levels are not going to be the same as other people in the fullness of their health. So I have the five P's that I generally talk about when trying to manage around Christmas. So the first P then is to plan ahead. So know what's what you need to do, know what you want to do versus what you feel you have to do. Okay. Um, I think that's really important. Um, second, The second P then is to pace yourself. So if, for example, Christmas dinner has always been at midday on Christmas Day, well, does it have to be, would it be better if it was, at, it was later in the day? And, uh, and who can also help you, who, can de- who you can delegate to? The third P then is to pause frequently. We're all so busy rushing and trying to get everything perfect. And really, there's no such thing as perfection. Christmas is really just about enjoying mm-hmm. yourself in the company of others. Um, so, Do you remember the time the dog ate the turkey? <laughs> <laughs> You know, when things go wrong, these are the memorable Christmases. Exactly, it is, absolutely. They're the things that create the stories at the end of the day, aren't they? Um, And it's, you know, it's it's that kind of sense of memory and enjoyment and togetherness that's the more important thing than anything else. Um, And then the other P, the fourth P is pressure. So I think everybody's under pressure at Christmas. So even the person who's hogging the remote control with the other hand in the box of roses, they're still under pressure. Um, And it's important just to recognise where everybody is at. um, And that can help sometimes reduce a few rows. And the final P then, which is really important, is party. It's a celebratory time of the year. So again, just important to manage your energy levels, manage your arthritis, remember to take your medications and then just to enjoy the celebrations as you find them. Now, talk to me about cold weather. Does that have an impact on the level of people's pain? It actually does. So funnily enough, wintertime doesn't exacerbate arthritis. So arthritis isn't worse in the winter. It isn't worse in cold countries versus warm countries, uh-huh. but it certainly feels worse. And we think the reason for that is the reduction in atmospheric pressure around this time of the year. So if you have a normal joint, you've got a normal amount of space in that joint and you won't notice. However, if you have arthritis, that joint is going to be a bit crowded. It might be crowded because of mechanical issues. So the joint space is narrow. Or it could be crowded because of inflammation where there's a lot of extra fluid there. Either way, those people are much more likely to notice a change in atmospheric Mm. pressure. Now, one of the other things, if you do get that icy weather, the prospect of a fall, which can be catastrophic for someone who's already impaired. Absolutely. And that, that is very true. It is much more difficult to walk in icy weather. And even if you're being cautious, you're still more likely to injure yourself because, of course, you're putting pressure on different parts of the body. So definitely huge advice about minding yourself in the ice. What about exercising? Um, If you're used to a certain level of exercise which your body can uh, cope with, uh, on the one hand you might be doing far more and therefore your pain will uh, maybe come at a time when you don't expect it. On the other hand you might do less and maybe exercise is what's keeping you 
keeping you going. Yeah, absolutely. So I think having some sort of routine around Christmas, I think, is important, even though that's obviously quite a challenge. But if you're normally used to going for a walk, try and go for a walk at Christmas. Try and fit that into the day, maybe in the company of others. Um, again, if you're used to jogging, you're used to doing your yoga, do keep try and keep that up. That will help normalise all of the emotions as well, I think. Now, you also talk about managing people's expectations of yeah. Of you. In other words, if you feel I really need to get my eight hours. So when the clock strikes midnight, I'm Cinderella. I'm off. Yes. I think that's really important because, again, people who have any sort of chronic disease will actually notice their fatigue levels are much worse. So I think set, I agree, setting people's expectations, saying, look, I'm really looking forward to this party. I'm going to be there, but I will have to leave at an early stage. I think that that's perfectly fine. Now, talk to me about how uh, more alcohol than usual might impact on the meds that you take. Yeah. So alcohol is processed through the liver and so are many medications. So, for example, in rheumatology, methotrexate would be one of our main medications that's processed through the liver. We generally advise people not to drink alcohol the day they take the methotrexate. So if their methotrexate day falls on How Christmas often do you day, tend to take it? That's a weekly medication. A weekly med, yeah. OK. So maybe to take it the, the day before or the day after or just maybe just bear in mind that perhaps every second drink should be water or something soft as opposed to alcohol. Gout is also precipitated by alcohol, so a huge excess of alcohol, uh, particularly in the setting of relative dehydration, where maybe the person isn't drinking as much, maybe is sitting around a little bit more. That, again, is more likely to induce an attack of gout. What about people who have uh, some sort of medical issue attached to their arthritis? What kind of help is available over Christmas? So, again, that comes down to planning. So I think uh, anybody with a chronic disease should, first of all, make sure they have all of their medications, that they've gotten them well in time, um, that they have spoken perhaps to their GP or their specialist about what the plans are over Christmas. So, for example, in rheumatology, if we have a patient who's maybe not fully controlled with their inflammatory arthritis, we might give them a short course of steroids just to get them through the, the period. However, there is always medical help available. So the hospitals are obviously on call 24-7 and GP practices usually have a plan in place in terms of who's there at any particular time. Now, some of the questions coming in. I have to have a dental extraction and I've been advised to stop my high-tech meds. Any advice then on how to manage the arthritis during this period? Sure. So for any period of surgery, we will often suggest that the person reduces or stops their medication for usually a week before and a week after. I think the really critical thing is to make sure that they get back on their medication once the once the surgical procedure is over. Um, and during that time, maybe to manage their pain in a different way. But a lot of those high-tech medications are actually quite long-standing. So mm. the one, a one or two-week gap should not really make an overall difference to their disease control. Yeah. Um, telling people that you have a condition, is that advisable? That, you, you know, when it comes to the dancing, that you may not be the most enthusiastic? I actually think so. I think we need more conversations about health and well-being. Um, so I, I think that that's absolutely fine, uh, fine to do that. Um, this one says, after the effects of chemo left me with arthritis all along my left side, I love my veg, peppers and tomatoes, but I found that cutting them out of my diet has really helped a lot. Um, nightshade veg aggravates arthritis. Is that true? So we don't actually know. It's very, very difficult to study diet in patients with chronic disease. But I would say that what the person themselves notices is actually the most important piece of information. And if they are withholding some vegetables, maybe to see what other good vegetables they can put into their diet so that they're compensating in some way. As you say, you can be uh, an expert uh, from 
outside, but that it's not the same. The person doing it and feeling it yes. is the person exactly. who becomes the expert on their own body. They absolutely do. I've just been diagnosed with arthritis in both knees. I was told I'd have to have both knees replaced in five to six years' time. My concern is how bad does my movement have to be before my knees are operated on? Is there anything I can do to help my situation? I'm not overweight. I haven't abused my knees through football or running. I swim and use the gym on a regular basis. Are there any specific supplements or exercises that I can do? That's from Mark. So Mark is doing everything right. You know, he's, he's, he, that, that, that sounds fantastic that he's really actively engaged in his health. Um, so he, it sounds like he's unfortunate that he has developed arthritis. I think he's doing all of the right things. I think it's really important to exercise and to keep the strength of the quadriceps and the core muscles as strong as possible. Um, but, you know, the decision around uh, having a knee replaced, for example, depends on the appearance of the X-ray. It depends on the patient's symptoms and that then it depends on their general health. So if he can keep his general health good um, mm. and keep his muscles I mean, strong. He's someone who hasn't been doing kind of the weight bearing exercises uh, and the twisting and turning that you might expect. He's swimming, is yes. non-load bearing. Yes. So what causes arthritis, in, not specifically for him, but in, a, in that kind of patient? In that sort of situation where there isn't a history of trauma, it's often due to genetic factors. So it may well be that his predecessors had arthritis of similar joints. This one, I have arthritis in my knees. I just had an MRI. Results came back and apparently a cyst on my fibula. It feels like it might be broken. I just need a little bit of information, direction, perhaps. Yeah, so we often see, commonly see cysts. Um, you know, if you if you line up 100 normal people and do MRIs on them, whether they have symptoms or not, you will see some abnormalities that are just a normal just part of our makeup. But I think if there is any concern about the cyst, then a specialist opinion, which would usually be orthopaedic, would be advised. Yeah. And I suppose for uh, people in your particular profession, the advent of scanning has changed everything. It really has. It, it's just fantastic. We see everything, but sometimes, I guess, sometimes we see too much. Uh, but it really gives us a huge amount of information, which can be very reassuring for patients as well. Yeah. Reassurance is um, possibly the outcome of many things, that uh, many tests so. that people go for. Professor Gay Canan, consultant rheumatologist at St. James Hospital, uh, thank you very much for uh, joining us. The Pat us. Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.